Hello, welcome to Just Chopsin Podcast. And today with my cousin David and myself, we have the lovely Caitlin Koch. Caitlin Hello. Koch. Oh, oh dear. All right. she's, already, she's already singing. <laughs> it is Cook, not to be... Oh, Cook. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you spell it Koch. Koch, actually. I mean, my goodness. But I get it. I get everything. So... Um, I'm totally, totally accustomed to it. <laughs> well, you should change it to Kutch. <laughs> Caitlin Kutch. Do you know what a Kutch is? I don't. Do I want to know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a Welsh colloqu... What is it, Dave? Colloquia... No, I can't even say the word. Colloqu... Colloqu... Oh, fuck off. Colloquiaism. <laughs> you said you were going to be well-behaved. <laughs> I did say I was going to be well-behaved, yeah. sorry. It's a, it's a Welshism. So in Wales, we've got... Um, we call them Welshisms, <laughs> where we change the English language to suit us. And, okay. a, and a kutch is is kind of like a hug. Cuddle. So we a cuddle. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Snuggles, yeah. love it. There's also kutch yeah. is like a little room as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we like snuggle stuff. Yeah. But uh, we we tend okay. to for a, for a hug or a cuddle. So okay, well, kutch. I mean that works for me. I think it <laughs> it sends across the message. I'm very warm and welcoming, and I think that's great. Yeah, amazing. So you th- consider yourself a retro soul artist? Is that right? Correct. Yes, sir. Okay, and how would you come? How do you come across that? You like singing old, like Aretha Franklin and all that sort of stuff. Absolutely, a thousand percent. Um. Grew up listening to Mahalia Jackson, Elvis Presley, anything out of Muscle Shoals, uh, Motown classics, all of it. So that's those are the kinds of songs that really like uh, affected me, I think, growing up. And so translated into modern day twist off of uh, that sort of sound and vibe. All right, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So you basically put your own twist on it and bring the old into the new, if you like. Yes, absolutely. I mean, my goodness, so many of the greatest songs of all time have already been written, right? So it's like, yeah, well, um, that's what I listen to anyway. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, a lot of kids nowadays they grow up on modern pop music, and you know they 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 have to go back in time to rediscover the classics. Really, it's yeah. true. Oh my goodness, I can't. I it blows my mind how the young generation they just don't. They're not familiar with some of the greats, you know, and yeah, uh, yeah. I think that says I'm getting old. What do y'all think? I think that's. Not, I think that's. No, no. Uh, do you know what I think it is? It, it expands your knowledge of music. To be yeah. honest, listening to like no, this, I agree. listening to stuff from you know from 50s, 60s, 70s, it, it broadens your horizon so much. I mean, there was so much great music written in those decades. I was going to say mm. centuries then, but uh, I mean, you're you're right. <laughs> that yeah i mean the kids today don't know what they're missing to be honest if they don't listen to it you know for sure so i mean have you heard drake's new song <laughs> which which one is that <laughs> well <laughs> it's talking about old music he's incorporated right said fred's i'm too sexy into it it starts at the beginning oh okay so, um, my... too sexy for my shirt <laughs> Too sexy for my shirt. Don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if they're making any money off it because they posted a snidey tweet about it the other day. Ooh. And uh, saying, "Oh, does this sound so? Does this song sound like something you know?" Yeah. And it is basically Fred's 
but I think it's Fred, the, the gay one, singing. No, Richard's the gay one, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Richard. Singing, uh, I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my... And then it goes off. Baritone voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it goes... It's a little bit um, compressed with a compressor, if you like. But yeah, it's definitely their song. It's definitely him. So I put a post on his Instagram today. Because he said, oh, we're number... Because it's number one in America at the moment. And... Oh. Um, yeah, and he said, oh, we're at number one again for uh, the updates <laughs> time. So I said, well, it's just had 50, 000, uh, 50 million streams on Spotify. Get your claim in. So <laughs> they might get $5 out of it. No, right. No. Isn't that the truth? Holy smokes. Yeah, you don't get much out of um, Spotify, do you? No. No. Not at all. Not at all. So you, um, you've been on the X Factor? Yes. Do you like to talk about that, or because for some, sure. some people uh, they 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 see it as a bit of a uh, uh, what was I going to say? Not a hurdle. Um, for some people, it's like a stepping stone to their career. But some people, what was it, Dave? Help me out. It's, they they do kind of like want to want to um, forget, forget about, about it. it. Yeah, they think yeah. it's a bit of a hindrance. So if yeah, like yeah. where you are now, where you're a a singer songwriter, um, especially some of the guys in the UK, you know, if they've done it in the UK, um, they try and forget about that element of the career. But for me, it's, it's kind of like, it, it builds on you. It, it, it makes you what you are, doesn't it? So, you know, all your life experiences. So whether it's a good experience or a bad experience, it's still, still an experience that's put you where you are today. So, um, you know, but um, what, what made you apply for it in the first place? Oh my goodness. Well, so my experience has been nothing but positive. I mean, I, my goodness, I, it's one of the, one of the highlights of my career and just of my life. Like the experience was just so, um, wonderful for me. Uh, I tried out, I had tried out for American Idol, um, a few times, um, no shame in that either. <laughs> you know, I think it's just, it's like anything in life, right? Like you see somebody's success or where they are in a certain moment and you think that that happened like, like that, you know, and, um, it's never the case, is it? So, um, no, yeah, I had tried out for American Idol a few times. I had made it decently far every single time. Um, and X Factor was a new show for, for the U S and my, my mother encouraged me to try out for it. Um, and so that's why I did. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So that at the time, then Simon Cowell was probably only just bringing it to America. Was he? Was it like 2016 or something? It was actually 2011. Um, oh, was and, it? You know, X, yeah. And X Factor was prominent in the UK. Um, yeah, I think yeah. Australia was already up and running at that point. So the US was kind of like the last market to hit. Um, and so, yeah. I mean, my goodness, it was exhilarating for me. I was so excited to be a part of it. Um, it was finally a win. For me, <laughs> I was like going hard at it for a while, you know, and like when you're that age, you know, I was, I was like in my late teens and you feel like, you know, it's just constant, uh, you know, uphill battle, I guess. And then, so finally I had, uh, I had, you know, I had a victory, a little triumph. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you had some feeling of recognition if you like. Correct. Yes. Of course. Oh, you got your name on the tele. Well, you got your name. You got your face on the television. I should say. Yeah. And I guess. Yeah. Most, yeah. I don't know what the audience was like. The television audience was like in America, but it was probably quite well, big that, at the time. Yeah, that show was broadcast. Um, I think 
across about 13 or 14 countries. So okay. it wasn't just US, it was it was nationwide global exposure. And um, it was, yeah, it was amazing. Ah, okay. Cool. What, what was Simon like? Because you, you were in his camp, wasn't you? You had, you had to go to his, the judges' houses. Yeah, he was my mentor. So um, he was awesome. I mean, you know, I know that he has his reputation. And of course, you know, what we see on TV, I think he's just always been really honest and true to himself. And I think people made of that what they what they wanted to. But he was great towards us, you know, no complaints on any sort of level. He was a really, really kind person and just doing his job, you know, doing yeah, the yeah. thing. <laughs> was, was that actually his house? Or was it like a yeah. rented house? I don't know if I could say that. Yeah, you can. <laughs> You're not on there I anymore. It's, yeah, and it's been a while, right? No, yeah. it was rented, and it was in France. So he was actually oh, okay. vacationing at the time, and we, um, yeah, we went over there uh, to meet him. Ah, okay. And I saw you sang Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow for Yes. Him. And did he still love you in the morning? Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it was a it was a hit and run um, <laughs> there, <laughs> Jerry. That's Simon, I yeah. know. God, yeah. it brings the British a bad reputation. He does. Oh, how tall goodness. is he anyway? Well, is he is he like really short? I always wondered how tall he was. I, if I remember correctly, like maybe my maybe average. Yeah. What do you call average? I mean, I'm small, so I'm only like. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, are you really? I'm five six, so maybe. Oh, I'd have to stand short. on a box to talk to you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You know, I, I, it's so funny. I've always wanted to be taller, even. You know. Well, you're I've taller always, than me. <laughs> thank you. That makes me feel good. Thank you. Just setting no, the tone for the kid. rest of the week here. <laughs> well, I don't know if you've ever been to Wales, but they say a true Welshman isn't over five foot four or there five foot goes. six. Got to be five foot ten because that's what I am. Yeah, fuck off. Never young or even Welsh. <laughs> I might not have been born in Wales, but I got Welsh blood in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and I looked on your bio and it said you play rugby. Yeah, I used to. I did. Oh, you don't play anymore? For a long time. No. Oh, my goodness. I um, You know, they say when you have some hesitation about putting on your cleats, um, that that's probably the time to really hang it up. And... Uh, um, you know, just with music, you know, my career, um, it was more of a time commitment um, issue than anything. I just didn't have the time to put forth um, to a team and didn't feel right about, um, you know, being yeah, yeah. there and not being there. So, and that was when I had moved down to Nashville. So um, essentially, they actually asked me to coach their women's uh, team. And I was like, I don't, you know, I can't do that. Um, I just didn't have the time, unfortunately. So, Anyway, the further I got away from it, <laughs> the more hesitation that I feel about just getting out there. And you know, it's so funny when I was younger, you know, you just, you don't think about these things. Like no matter how, if there's a time lapse in between your last game and whatever, you just do it. And like, I don't know, like I have some, I have some real anxiety about <laughs> it. So I haven't played in a few years, if that answers your okay. question. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Well, David's got some information for you about that, anyway. How are you, Dave? Oh yeah. But what? Uh, playing number. Uh, playing scrum half. Yeah, because I, I did. It said. Um, it said about the, the scrum because you played scrum half, and that's kind of like I think you said it might have been a bit like the quarterback. 
Well, I think it's more like the number 10, really, because the, the the quarterback, he sort of runs the game, doesn't he? If, if kind of like, if I know kind of like American football, I know you can play it for 10 hours, can't you, in one day, because it can take up one game that lasts really, really long. But for me, the, the number 10 in rugby, so the outside half, they tend to run the game, really, I think. But yes, uh, I know it's our national is. sport in Wales. Rugby is our <laughs> national sport, so... Um, you know, I'm well aware, Dave, and I know what a 10 is, just so you know. <laughs> and moving on from that point, certainly debatable. Everybody has their favorites. I certainly have mine. <laughs> no, it was, it was just that your description of, I play scrum half, and, it, it, and the similarity in American football is to a quarterback. But it's Oh, not I really... know, Terry. I know where he's going with this. <laughs> it's not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I know where he's going with it. Um, rugby obviously is so new to the U.S. that mm-hmm. for anybody watching that show, there's really no other way to describe that position. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did get a little bit of flack on that from my uh, from my friends overseas. Um, but you know, again, there's no other way to describe it for if if people don't know, and especially in 2011. I mean, my goodness, I had been playing rugby at that time since high school um and had played nine consistently so it was um you know my high school was one of the only high schools um to start a team um in our area and so it kind of like was really brand new for us and now obviously we've come a long way with it um but yeah, no, there, I didn't know how else to describe it, honestly, <laughs> like, and uh, to get into it, and you know, Simon knew what it was. So he's on there like, oh, what's that like? I'm like, Simon, <laughs> we all know that you, when you were a little tight, you know, were running around on a pitch, you know, pulling, you know, tags and all the, all the things. So, um, but yeah, no, it was really, it was really an honor to be on that show and be highlighted as a rugby coach. I mean, y'all know, I'm sure from talking to different artists that they always try to find something really unique, right. Yeah, that like yeah. can help highlight you outside of music. And, um, so it was really, it was an exciting time for me because it was bringing rugby to the spotlight in an American, uh, market. Yeah, it was cool. really cool. Yeah, I didn't even know they played rugby in America. I thought it was too rough for them. Hey, no, they got. <laughs> I think the US have got a pretty good team now, actually, because they, they they do all right, and you know, Canada got. We're a trying. Good team as well. We're trying. Yeah, yeah. I know Canada play. Yeah, uh, they're pretty crazy anyway. They play ice hockey and shit. Yeah. Right. So that's actually where I played mostly was in Canada. All oh, right. Okay. In in my later years, but yeah. um, yeah, yeah. So. That's cool. It's good to know that, uh, you know, other sports are getting picked up in the States, which is brilliant, right? I mean, because, you know, I think, you know, American football is is quite popular over here in the UK as well. In, you know, sort of like when the Super Bowl comes on and stuff. I know a lot of people in the UK watch that and you probably get some really good news. But um, I don't think we got too many teams over here. Do you know what I mean? It's, um, it tends to be kind of like rugby or football and that's or soccer. That's, that's kind of like where it where it ends over here really unfortunately and cricket um, yeah cricket i don't get cricket myself no, i don't like cricket. oh i mean yeah, i never got into that one no. it's nothing like baseball <laughs> it's, it's so boring it's the, baseball is baseball worse or better i don't know sky right and be better I, I'd rather <laughs> definitely i have been to a baseball oh, game no. 
I, I definitely it, played baseball. It's really not worth it unless you're going for the hot dogs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I went to watch San Francisco 40... No, no, the 49ers, I think. What's the... Um, the Giants, is it? The baseball team in San Francisco? New York Giants, isn't it? No, no the New baseball team. No, baseball. Oh, I don't know. I would not know. I think they're called the Giants. So I went to a baseball match when I was in San Francisco. It was quite good, actually. They had this massive fireworks show at the end, and yeah, it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like fireworks? <laughs> the fireworks are a huge draw. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> I, I would definitely prefer to go and watch basketball, if I was honest. That'd be the one yeah, I'd yeah, yeah. go and watch. Because I, we, I we love went, basketball. Yeah, yeah, we were on a holiday to Florida, and that was the one thing I really wanted to try and watch when we were over there but we didn't get there I think because we were obviously in Florida and Orlando and all and we never got to a game in the end unfortunately because we were too busy following Mickey Mouse around the place but um, <laughs> that would have been really cool that would have been cool plus they wouldn't let me go to Hooters either and it was my birthday <laughs> my wife refused to take me to Hooters interesting oh, is that a burger bar yeah well, they, do, hot, they do hot wings and stuff like that. Oh right, okay. But it was my birthday, and they refused to take me there. Because oh, I, I, I said, you, "I said we're in America. I may never come here again. I need to sample. I need to sample it. You know what I mean? Because I wanted a t-shirt. Well, what were you looking to sample there, Dave? The hot wings. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. So anyway, <laughs> go back to your music. Uh... Caitlin. <laughs> After David goes off on her, it's usually me that goes off on a tangent with them. <laughs> so, after you come off the your version of success, then from the X Factor, did you get signed up by Paula Abdul, or because you worked under yeah. Paula Abdul's management company? Correct. Yeah. So she reached out to me about six months after the show um, and asked if I wanted to you know work together and we we did my goodness for about five years oh okay cool yeah yeah so she because yeah. she said on the show that she really thought you were unique i think that she said did she say something like that said you had a voice of your own or i watched it earlier yeah. but I, can't remember. <laughs> I think so something like that it was something similar there wasn't it and uh yeah so she did really actually genuinely support you then yeah, she was she was wonderful. I mean, my goodness, and what a what a work ethic um, she has. It's just amazing. Um, you know, when she she originally was a Laker girl when she started out, and um, you know, she at the audition for for the Lakers, she was told no after the first audition. She went into the bathroom, changed her changed her entire outfit, came back out, was told no a second time, third time, went in, changed her outfit came back out, put herself in the front row, got through and became a Laker girl. And that ignited her entire career. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I, mean, I mean, she's pretty old now, isn't she? A lot of tenacity there. You are, I, I would not. <laughs> just... No, I mean, what I'm, I don't mean it that way. I mean, she's been, <laughs> she's been around quite a long time, I guess. I don't think that's any better. When does she start? How I mean, are you still with us? Oh my <laughs> How are you still with us? I'm no, I mean, her, her, pop, career, her pop career started in the early 80s, did it? Paul Abdul? I think it was so, a bit I, I will say, I think Straight Up came out 89. Yeah. 89, oh, right, okay, so mm -hmm. late 80s then. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And she was a choreographer for choreographer for um for the Jacksons um before she came out and did her own solo career, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's amazing. Yeah, I know she I know she had a really good career. Or she had yes. she still has a really good career. But I know that it started somewhere in the eighties, so I mean that's mm-hmm. that's quite a bit of longevity I meant. I didn't mean to say she was old and but I meant she's got good <laughs> good longevity. <laughs> <laughs> yes she does she does and that was you know that was the, what was most amazing about having like you know a front row seat to her and how she manages her career you know and her artistry she's she's still present you know she's yeah, still yeah. present and she has a way of reinventing herself and that makes so much sense as the times change you know so yeah yeah she's pretty great cool yeah I'm not knocking her I'm just saying uh I meant she'd been around for a long time, so. <laughs> keep, yes, keep, sir. Keep digging out all. Well, I'm a bit of a gnome, so I'm uh, only little. Yeah, I, I, I bet she was lovely, though, wasn't she? Because I, I, she always comes across as, you know, like when you have the panel and you look at the X Factor people and stuff and you think, if I wanted to work with any of them, you always kind of like, you know, when you're watching it, you tend to pick one. And I, I would imagine she's lovely. She would be kind of like the one that I'd want to work with, really. Very much so, and she's hysterical yeah. too. Yeah, um, you y'all would like her. She's she's funny. She's really funny. Yeah, you have to send me her email address. I'll shoot her a mail. Oh yeah, let me get it right <laughs> over to you, Terry. <laughs> Do you like her personal contact and address too? No, I don't need to go that far. You can shoot me a phone number if you like. <laughs> oh, my goodness. oh, so. But so what um, What exactly did she help you with when you were signed to Paula Abdul then? I mean, because you said she went on an international tour. Did you so do a world a, tour or? No. So the international tour actually took place after um, I had uh, severed ties. We, you know, severed ties amicably. Okay. Um, but uh, so that was actually un- not underneath her management. Um, but with her, with her, she got me plenty of opportunities here stateside performing you know um i was touring with an outfit um that was comprised of reality tv stars so you know like i was from the x factor there were other singers from american idol we had dancers from dancing with the stars um, and so you think you can dance and we basically comprised this show that toured nationally here um she had so she opened the door of course for me and just being affiliated with her was really like a blessing um but you know at the end of the day it was I was kind of brought to a crossroads, like on a personal level, like I wanted to do so much more with music and I wasn't sure of how really to get there. And so I decided to go out on my own, you know, come to Nashville as an independent artist um, and, you know, and got involved in songwriting and really wanted to grow and expand as an artist um, and do things that I had not done before. So that's what I was after. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're originally from New York, yeah? Yeah, uh, Buffalo, New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. So then, yeah, so then, did you move to Nashville after you went on tour or before you went on tour? Beforehand, yeah. So okay. it's ironic, you know, you move somewhere, you think, <laughs> you gotta, especially somewhere like Nashville, which has such an incredible industry. Um, but I moved here, and within a year, I was touring overseas, not far from y'all. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we hit about 10 different countries over the course of a few months and just every day, you know, different city, different show doing the thing. And um, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, because yeah. you played in the O2 in London. 
Yeah, yeah so the country, country to country music festival. Yeah, gorgeous, yeah. just awesome, so great. And we we saw three different stages that that weekend, which was super unusual. Usually, you have kind of like one. Um, but we we did everything from like the entry level stages, the more private like um, performances, and um, then opened for Cassidy Pope and and Mary Morris and all of them too. So that was that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, aren't it? Really good. And yeah. now you, so you're writing your own material. So you, you've released an EP called I Am Kate then? Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, my goodness, that was 20, 2016. Um, and that was kind of like my first declaration of like, hey, I can write songs sort of situation. Um, and super proud of that EP, but it, it's essentially a live recording, like front to okay. back. Um, if you're familiar with recording to analog tape, you know, it's the old way of recording, um, you know, music and audio. And so there was no mistakes to be made <laughs> yeah, 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 doing it that way. Mm. Um, so, but it's amazing, you know, being in Nashville, this is really a musician city and yeah. you have access to such talent, you know? Um, and so I met you know, four other players, one of which was from my hometown. Uh, he and I have been playing together since we were kids and got this group of guys together two days, like front to back, got those songs recorded and released within like a week. <laughs> Crikey. Oh, that's good. Isn't it? That is it was quick. a quick project. Quick project, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. So with you, with regards to your songwriting, then where, where do you draw your inspiration for your, for your lyrics? Um, all, all real life stuff. You know, I, um, I write from experience and I, again, I'm still growing. I don't really consider myself to be, um, that great of a songwriter, but luckily I'm in a city and, uh, surrounded by people who really know what they're doing, you know? So, and co-writing here, um, is, is basically the way that you write. You get in a room with other songwriters and bounce ideas back and forth until you have a song. And, um, and some of my, you know, closest friends and and songwriters include Kirsty Mana, who wrote Austin for Blake Shelton. Um, Bill D. Luigi is super prominent household name here. Um, Anthony Smith writes for Chris Young. They're like two peas in a pod. Um, so it's um, yeah. So it's been really good for me. Um, you know, I say that I definitely will bring the baggage to any write and. <laughs> You know, from that experience, we can make something happen, you know? Yeah. So what, what comes first normally? Is it the lyrics that comes before the music or does it kind of like gel together or do you have a, a lyric hook and then you try and write some music to fit it? How does how do you work it? Can go any way, really. Um, you know, someone can come in with an idea, you know, a theme or someone can come in with a guitar riff that they want to incorporate and you just build on whatever ideas are presented and it changes and changes and changes and changes until you get something. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I listened to Where You Began. That's, that's quite a new mm -hmm. song, I think. Yeah, Where You Began, So Different Now is the most recent single um, and we're getting geared up for a release in the fall as well. Um, so I can't believe y'all haven't listened to these songs. We have. <laughs> we have. Y'all ain't listening to your song? Yeah. yeah. I listened yeah. to it earlier. I mean... Of course I, I do. It's part, it's part of my research. 
Listen, just everything. keeping you on your toes, Dave. Just making sure we're all on the same page. Just because I wanted to go to Hooters, there's no need to pick on me. <laughs> so, my question, did you ever make it there? No, my no, wife wouldn't let me. No. Wow. His wife said, no. why do you want to go there when you've got Hooters at home? <laughs> <laughs> she probably did that she was probably like how can i help you it's because because, you know the movie big daddy are you serious um, adam sandler yeah i thought thought, man that's that's a place to visit (laughs) (laughs) just like disney world (laughs) when you're in america you've got to do it you've got to sample you've got to sample the american culture that's what it's all about Chase those dreams, Dave. Chase those <laughs> dreams. Yeah, he's ambitious as old, Dave. It's always good to have aspirations, you That's know. Right. <laughs> no, I was watching your stuff earlier on um, YouTube, and I see you just, oh. you've done some cover versions, like you did "Creep" by Radiohead. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, you covered one of my favorite songs, which is "I'd Rather Go Blind." Yeah, that's my favorite. Wish my my buddy Angelo didn't go so guitar hero on that. But you know, what are you going to do? Sometimes these things happen. He needed yeah, his yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean, but that's like a fantastic song, you know? Yeah, my, my yeah. favorite I said to Terry before he came on was Simple Man. So I'm a big Lynyrd Skynyrd fan anyway. So that was cracking. That's a really good tune. I like that. Oh, thank you. You know, I mean, song. my goodness, those songs are so coveted you know that those fan bases both respectively for Radiohead as well as for Leonard Skinner like you know you're you're touching on some really um iconic uh acts and songs there and I think people get really uh animated about them you know but thank goodness like it's leaned on the positive side for me um (laughs) I mean I just put out what I like right like good or bad it's just gonna go out there but um but i i'm really blessed with the responses on those two songs in particular i think radio had broke eight million views this week which is awesome and simple man's about to break three million which is you know what what more can you ask for yeah yeah, yeah that's great yeah brilliant isn't it? i don't know how much you get paid by youtube but it must be quite actually good. well far more than you get paid by spotify so we're doing okay <laughs> doing okay <laughs> but you did put once uh, don't don't cut me off right <laughs> you what? did you did you did have one song on there star spangled mm-hmm. banner and i think mm-hmm. uh, anybody that sings that i mean to me it never sounds like it's sung correctly do you know what i mean i mean i know i'm totally from the uk agree. but and i'm probably biased a little bit but no, not, no, not I, really I, 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 I just agree. don't get it. I don't. I mean, you could. I've listened to, I don't know, flipping. Did Britney Spears sing it once, or oh, I don't know. I everybody, mean, I, I think so. everybody that's pretty famous has sung it. I guess at, at like the Super Bowl or. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't sound right for some reason. But, but it's because I, I, I would, I would put it the same as kind of like the Welsh national anthem. Is, is obviously it's a pride thing, isn't it? So when when you're singing your your national anthem, and when you're listening to your own national anthem, it's it's a pride thing. So you know I've I've probably heard a lot of people singing the Welsh national anthem, 
other people from other countries would probably think, mm, no, I, I don't think well, they wouldn't understand it because it's in Welsh. I know that, but they probably <laughs> they perhaps didn't do a very good job on that. But it's still, it's kind of like it's, it's, there's not many songs that are sort of like get you goosebumps up on your arms, but your national anthem is always one of them, isn't it? Well, it is for me anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Is. And I actually, you know, Terry, I agree with you to some extent. I mean, it's um, it's such an iconic song. I mean, any national anthem is, yeah, right? Yeah. So um, it's iconic and you always want to do it justice. But I, I, I agree with you. It's always tough because, and I understand it. First of all, it's a hard song to sing. I mean, yeah. I, it's a hard, I, my God, like I sing the Ave Maria. I think that that is hard. Okay. So for me personally, like I've been doing it so long, it's like the back of my hands, but I do know you know, if you're going to break it down, technically, it is a more difficult song to sing. Um, so especially if you go about it, you know, certain ways where you're trying to hit the higher octaves and everything like that. So from a technical standpoint, it is more difficult. Um, it's often sung a cappella, So that can be a challenge for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you find this, you have to find this balance from a, from a performer's standpoint, you know, how much you want to make it your own and how much you want to honor the original melody. Um, and I think that people always try to make it their own. And I err on the side of honoring the melody. The song is iconic. It's, it's already holds so much emotionality and impact. I don't think you have to do too much to it in order to make it what it's supposed to be. Um, so that's my personal opinion on it, you know, respect yeah, everyone yeah. else's opinion, of course, but yeah, yeah. um you know, and then especially with singing the anthem at NFL games, okay? Yeah. When you're in a stadium and you're singing a cappella, I need y'all to know this, okay? Because like nobody really knows this <laughs> unless they've done it. But with the acoustics of a stadium like that, so when I sing, oh, say, can you see? And I go into by the dawn's early light. When I'm singing by the dawn's early light, Oh, say, can you see is actually like hitting me in my face Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> because yeah. of the echo. Yeah. So if you don't perform it, you don't know that. And it's hard to like, you know, you have to listen to yourself in your head yeah. in order to keep the cadence and everything. So it is a challenge. That was a very long uh, perspective <laughs> and, opinion <laughs> and also instruction on how to sing the national anthem. But um yeah no so there there is certainly a lot that goes into it to be fair and to be considerate but again i agree with you there is a balance between making it your own and and just mm. doing the song justice yeah yeah maybe you should like rewrite the melody get something like oh, Nic- yeah. nickelback to rewrite it or something <laughs> it'd probably be a hit it'd probably <laughs> be a hit probably. Oh, I wouldn't get Borat to do it. Did you see that on on the on the Borat movie where he sung the Kazakhstan national anthem in the tune of the American national anthem? That didn't go down really? too well, did no, it? I didn't see it. <laughs> you haven't seen that, have you? No, I don't. I don't like Sacha Baron Cohen very much. I, do. Oh, I, I like him as Ali G. I mean, yeah. Ali G is quite funny, but like when he did Borat and he, what was the other one he did? Uh, oh, Bruno. Yeah, I can't. I can't watch it. Uh, yeah, no, I like it. I, I like all that sort of warped sense of humour. I get it, but um, I think he did quite well to get out of America in one piece. To be honest, in fairness, because some of the <laughs> some of the interviews he did, and he was quite disrespectful to a lot of people over there, wasn't he? So uh, he was lucky to make it back onto our shores. I think. 
<laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't like I said that Ali G was quite funny, but he sort of like stretched it a little bit with that Borat, didn't he? Mm. I did watch. Did was it like a half hour series? When yeah, he's interviewing he, different people. He's released one on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've seen some of it on TV, but yeah. All right. All right, then, Caitlin, I think we've covered most of your music. No, have, you got any, have, have, have you got any gigs coming up? Have you got any gigs coming up? I see you've got a, uh, got a gig, you've got an acoustic gig coming up, haven't you, in the, in the Yeah, I'm doing, uh, I'm kind of just keeping things close to home, getting my feet wet again. Um, it's been such a weird year, mm. over year now, weird season for us. And And my goodness, we're in... I mean, I'm located in Tennessee and things have primarily been open, but even still like, you know, with people coming here and being on vacation all the time, um, God bless them. You know, the tourism industry here is going, it's doing fine, but it's, um, you know, our COVID cases, I think right now are the highest in the U S really? um, yeah, it's, it's because we're, you know, a tourist location. Nashville is, just massive has yeah, blown yeah, up yeah. over the course of the last five years and you got a lot of people coming wanting to get away from from real life from all that is COVID included in that so um yeah so you have to be everybody's kind of like figuring things out over here navigating those waters still people are back to rescheduling tours some people are canceling some people are going forward with their tours it's all kind of like personal um you know, as to how you're going to handle it. So yeah. I've just been doing intimate performances here and there. Um, and just to, just to stay in the performance side of things um, for my, for myself, but yeah. Yeah. Cool. Have you been vaccinated? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Oh, we both been mm -hmm. vaccinated as well. So, I mean, I just, yeah, I, to... I figured, I mean, y'all are, have, you know, had some sense of uniformity across the board. Um, and yeah, in the county where I'm located, I'm in Franklin, um, Tennessee, Williamson County is, you know, most people are vaccinated here and um, pro mask and all that still. But, um, you know, if you hit downtown Broadway on a Saturday night, you know, it looks a little different <laughs> than that. Is it kind of like so. just back to normal, is it? And people are no social distancing and... Yeah, Dave, so... Over here, I'm sure y'all have heard this, but over here, it really depends on what state you're in as to how, you know, um, your local governments and state governments have have uh, approached COVID, how they've managed things. You know, New York and California, certainly, you know, longer shutdowns, more serious shutdowns. You know, they have mask mandates, I think, in place right now. Um, larger gatherings, you know, aren't even a thing, I don't think, yet, um, to some extent. So... It really depends on where you're located as to how things are handled. Um, but with Tennessee in particular, our state government and our local government here in, in Nashville, they don't, they're not on the same page. So there's no, yeah, okay. gen, yeah there's no uniformity as to yeah. how our situations are handled. Because <laughs> yeah. okay. uh, we had a press conference at seven, but I missed it. So uh, oh. <laughs> I don't know what it was about. Well, Terry, I hope that we were, we it was a good reason. It was a good reason to miss it. Yeah, of course, it's always a good reason. But no, because um, I'm, I'm in the Netherlands. I don't know if you know, but. Oh, that's right. Okay, so right, Terry, you're in the, are you in Holland? Yeah, yeah. Okay, correct. Yeah. Nice. But um, I heard something on the radio today that they were going to like lift the uh, the social distancing. 
Mm. They were talking about lifting that, and they were—I think they were talking about lifting the mask thing, uh, totally. Um, but apparently, the Minister of Health contacted Mo. Do you know Mojo? Who Mojo are? Entertainment. They put on um, rock. Uh, um, rock. They put on shows and dance shows. They're quite a big concern, Mojo. And apparently, the Minister Health Minister asked Mojo to uh, not hold any dance events going forward. So oh. I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't know why you're stopping social distancing and then saying don't hold any dance events because uh, they haven't allowed any festivals or anything yet. I think oh, that's going uh, to be uh, talked about today, but I don't know what's happened yet. So I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah, it's tough, right? I don't envy anybody making these decisions, that's for sure. No, no, no. Not yeah, me, really. There's no right way, is there? You know, they, no, they, you're always going to upset somebody. Uh, the always... government has been blam blasted over here in the UK, but I, I think they've done quite a good job, really, in the UK. I think they've, because even like you're saying about the different states with Wales, England, and Scotland, we've been doing things slightly differently as well. Um, but it's, it is starting to open back up over in the UK. So I've actually been to a festival. I've been to a couple of gigs already. So, um, and there's no social distancing, but they make us have a lateral flow test. You've got to make sure you've got a negative COVID test and you've got to show it on your phone and things like that. So, um, you know, it's it's going to be our lives for quite a, quite a few years yet, I think, isn't it? But, you know, it's a small price to pay, isn't it? But are they stopping artists coming into the UK at the moment? They're definitely not allowing anybody from the UK out. Oh, no, we're allowed to travel, but nobody will receive us. So oh, um, okay. well, I'm yeah, not surprised. I, I think I don't think <laughs> I don't think we're allowed to the we're not allowed in the US yet, are we? I don't think. I'm not sure if that's you changed. know. I I'm trying to think, and I I was just talking to somebody about this, but there is there is some restriction where like you can either you maybe can't go out, but you can come back in, or vice versa. There's something like that going on. Um, which again, I don't. <laughs> Yeah, what yeah. did you think it would be all one way or yeah. all the other way? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I because I know the the Mr. Olympia bodybuilding competition is coming up in a few weeks, and I see some of the UK bodybuilders going like to Dubai, and they they've got to stay in Dubai for two weeks, and then they go to probably South America or somewhere for two weeks, and then they're allowed into the states. So yeah, well, that's where I'm going right, next yeah. week. Where Dubai? Yeah, yeah. Say, are y'all are y'all competing? Yeah, you thought I was going to Porth Core, but I'm not. I'm going to Dubai. <laughs> you go to this Olympia competition. <laughs> go Showing get off your guns. Go get them, That's Dave. It. I'm with you. Be an Arnold or like ah. <laughs> Arnold's not gonna be there, Wally. You'll be there, Wally. No, you'll be at the Arnold. The Arnold and the Olympia are two different things. Don't you go to the Olympia thing though? Nah, I wouldn't think so. Do I know if, uh, the Arnold thing is coming over here? Yeah, the animal is worldwide now, isn't it? Well, yeah. pretty much. He, he likes to take it all over the world, but uh, that's, yeah. I think that's like two weeks before the Olympia, to be honest. But, He's yeah. awesome. I love Arnold. All right, yeah. Well, my girlfriend says I've got an Arnold crush. But, oh, he made a bit of a speech, didn't he, Caitlin, and saying, uh, fuck your freedom. Get, in, get vaccinated. Did I say that? No, not you. <laughs> Arnold. <laughs> Did Arnie say that, did he? Oh, yes, he did. Yeah, there's a video. Um, yeah, my brother actually sent that to me. Um, it was, yeah, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty animated. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I saw that. 
Well, I don't understand. Yeah, like I said, I don't understand all these vaccines. I mean, you, I mean, you're probably the same in America that you get vaccinated when you're a child from things like German measles, polio. Correct. Polio. And, and you have a doctor's card, don't you? Yes. Well, all they do is stamp your COVID vaccination on your doctor's card, and that's it, isn't it? Mm. Oh yeah. Well, they actually they give us individual. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It's about same, the same concept. Shit, they give it? us. A... Yeah. The concept the same. So I don't understand all these people shouting about, oh, you're taking my freedom by giving me a COVID stamp. It's you know? because... America, it's the American Musk way, is, I don't know. Yeah, Microsoft yeah. are tracking us and <laughs> Elon Musk with his all his uh, satellite from 5G. Oh, it's nonsense. What a load of nonsense. Yeah. Well, that's my thing, you know? It's like, okay, if let's say there is a tracker in the vaccine, okay? <laughs> let's say there is. Um if you don't think you're already being tracked by your phone, everybody's exactly. being tracked. I know. Exactly. And who puts their phone down anymore? I mean, I even, I tried to because I don't know if you've seen that Netflix program, The Social Dilemma. No, no I've not seen that. Okay. Yeah. Right. Look it up. It is, okay. it is serious. It starts out, it's a little slow to start. Um, you know, it tells you a bunch of things that, you know, we already presume to know um but at, towards the end it gets pretty serious and like you'll just like be like you'll never want to pick up your phone again um but in the modern world like how can you really get away from it with communication being what it is and and technology being what it, what it is I don't know but you know so yeah I don't know everyone's you know afraid I guess of of their freedoms being stripped and I I part of me of course respects that ideology but I just again I got vaccinated. Like I yeah, was like, yeah. <laughs> shoot me up wherever yeah. you need to. I want to get back to my life. I yeah. am a musician. I'm a singer. I want to get back to what it is I love doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I was the same. Exactly. Yeah, David was the same. That's good. They could stick one in each limb for all I care. Well, they will if you go. To I did not care. And besides which, like you know, the medical professionals in my life were, yeah, they had all been vaccinated back in December. Yeah. Um, you know, and I got, my goodness, I don't know if y'all are familiar with the Johnson and Johnson vaccine that was, yeah. you know, um, momentarily pulled. Mm. I got that the day before they pulled it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was it. like, oh, one stop shop. I was like, here I go, you know. Uh, and then the next day, New York Times releases this statement like Johnson Johnson vaccine's been pulled, blah, 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 blah. I'm like looking at my my fiance here with like eyes bigger than my face i'm like holy <laughs> lord i'm like and he's like you're fine you're yeah. fine it's all fine you're fine so yeah, yeah. <sighs> all right then all right cool so, yeah <laughs> yeah we've had a good good ramble and usually i yeah. do it like a news story at the uh, as we're going to close the show so do you guys well i know david probably does do you like halloween caitlin i do i, I like fall in general yeah yeah but do you like halloween <laughs> I mean, like, I, you know, I don't get into, like, the, like, goriness and, like, the actual fear for my life part, but I like Hocus Pocus, so I don't ah, know. Right, okay. Yeah, sure. Does that so, make sense? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, because there's a, an American uh, company called Finance Buzz. Okay. I don't know if you ever heard of them. I haven't heard of them before. But they're looking mm -hmm. for what they call a horror movie heart rate analyst. And so what they what you have to do is you have to watch 13 scary movies, the scariest movies that they can find for you. And you have to wear a Fitbit. Do you know what a Fitbit is? Smartwatch? Yeah. How much do you get paid, Terry? Okay, you get paid. <laughs> $1,300. Okay. 
<sighs> what do we think? Worth it? <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's a hundred dollars a movie. That's not I know, bad, is kinda, it? Like, I don't know. Y'all want to get paid a hundred dollars to sit there and like die emotionally? I don't know. Will you die? I, I, it depends what the horror film is. I mean, yeah, I, I do it for free at the moment. I'm always watching <laughs> no, stuff if, on Netflix. <laughs> what if it's those Michael movies? You know, with the ooh, with the mask. Oh, <laughs> so you don't like them? No, this stuff scares the life out of me. Like I just can't. I don't know. I, I'm I'm alright with all of them. Apart, like I said before, is it's apart from like the paranormal stuff. So the minute they open up a Ouija board or something, I'm like, well, I'm out. I, I don't like all that sort of stuff. But, you know, like Saw when they're hacking people up and they're chopping and like Hannibal when they're feeding his brain to, for him to eat and all that. All yeah, that. I'm, I'm getting, yeah, I'm I getting stressed. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's really funny. I enjoy all that. So but. we need to, for Caitlin, we need to scrap uh, Halloween and we need to feed her films like The Sound of Music and Grease. It's going to be Hocus Pocus. Yeah, yeah, Pocus I love Grease. This is great. <laughs> Grease is a classic anyway. So. And I love Hocus Pocus. That is a, yeah, that is a classic. Who doesn't love that movie? <laughs> so it's not worth $1,300 for you then, Caitlin? I don't know. I might take one for the team and just jump right in, you know? Like, okay. I, especially if they give like half up front too, like I would appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> finance buzz. Contact finance. They might pay you more if you do it. Yeah, thanks, Jerry. There is there is one movie I definitely oh, wouldn't be famous. able to watch. Oh, I wouldn't. I would not be able to watch Candyman. I couldn't watch her for, for you know because it's I, when it came out. I think I might have been too much candy in it. I'm going to show my age now. It came out was it like 1990 something? 90, so I would have been maybe 20, and it it really really put the willies in me. I didn't like I didn't like it at all. It really frightened me. It was like all the bees and he's got a hook and all that. That freaked me out. So I couldn't I definitely couldn't watch that. No. I'd have to watch Bet Midler. <laughs> Love all it. Right. All right. So when is the new music coming out then, Caitlin? We're looking at fall um October, November sometime. Um haven't set up an, an exact date but this song i'm very excited to release so okay what's your fun. album coming out uh so this is like all of these singles are comprised essentially of an album so if i put anything you know um fully together after that it'd probably be you know next year or something but goal is to first highlight these singles um one at a time and and yeah. see how they do okay cool are you going on tour if I do to be next year again, I'm. I think I'm erring on the side of let's figure some things out first. I would love to come back over um, to the UK in particular and and uh, and play some shows for a while. But again, we'll we'll see how things go with all yeah, the international yeah. travel. You know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can go to mainland Europe. So Holland's open. They, they'll let they'll let us in. They'll yeah, I think so. In. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the UK's gone now, and it? it's Brexit. Oh yeah. So uh, oh, yeah. yeah, forget about them now. They they they. Harry. <laughs> no no no. Yeah, they've had it, mate. No. Yeah, they've fallen US, off the face the, of the earth. The US were all about that. They loved it. The fact that we were going independent and showing our strength. Yeah, Trump did. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Trump did, but I don't know what Biden thinks. I don't know. I don't know. I think Biden's anti-Brexit. Is he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, I don't know that. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I'm not. I, well, I am really, really poor on politics anyway. So me too. I, 
of the UK <laughs> politics like really bad. So let alone any other any other countries. So um, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Well, also, I yeah. Joe Biden, do you think he'll do a better job than Trump? <laughs> <laughs> going to cut you off Dave <laughs> I'm just asking a question driving <laughs> did he, I'm going to go he... ahead and put this out there I think you both know where I lie here okay <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna leave it oh I was just gonna ask you then <laughs> oh I thought we had got you on the hook and <laughs> <laughs> guys it's been so nice talking to you. I think my mom's calling. Um... Yeah, we're I just about done here. anyway. <laughs> yeah, we're just about done. So, yeah, yeah. so we look forward to your album coming out next yeah, year definitely, then. Yeah, and, hopefully, uh, yeah. Hopefully, yes. Yeah. Let's hope you can get out of the country and perform. Yeah, drop us I a know, message y'all. if you come to the UK and we'll uh, we'll come over and watch you. That'd be great. Oh, I would I would love that. I would really love that. It would be so nice, you know. It really would be. I've it's been a few years uh, since I've been over there. So have intentions of getting back. I just hope it's sooner rather than later. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we need to get back to normal, don't we? Or some sort of normality anyway. Please. Everybody needs to get shot up, you know. Definitely. <laughs> That's not Do the right it. thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mum's calling now. <laughs> All right, then, mate. Good to talk to you. Yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah. And I hope you come back and speak to us soon. Yes. Yeah, I hope we haven't so put you much. off too so much. You. No, 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 no. My goodness. It's been a pleasure, honestly. Okay, cool. I'll let you know when it's going out on air. Oh, what's your socials? Yeah. What's your socials, Caitlin? So it's Caitlin Cook, um, contrary to Terry's belief. Um, oh, Cook. <laughs> sweet Lord. Uh, Cook, I think. Cook. Um, yeah, so it's K O C H, Caitlin with a C, Caitlin Cook, uh, music, you know, spelled normally. Um, and on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the things. And all those songs are, of course, available wherever you get your music. So cool. That's cool. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you both. Have a great night. Have a great night. Yeah, you. Have a great day. Yeah, thank you. All right, All right. take care. Well, we'll see you in the UK soon, hopefully. Yeah. All right, so. bye then. Or in Hooters. I'll come back. I'll come back <laughs> to the States. I'll uh, I'll be the guy eating the chicken wings. Will you be wearing? Will you be wearing a, a MAGA hat? Make yeah. America great again, Trump. Oh no, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I won't do that to you. (laughs) Right, I'm going to cut it off. All right. (laughs) We've gone too far. (laughs) All right, see you guys. Bye, guys. Thank you.